Nobody questions things in this country anymore. Nobody wants to rock the boat. It's all bullshit, folks. It's all bullshit, and it's bad for you. But we believe them because they're pounded into our heads from the time we're children. Children should be taught to question everything, to question everything they read, everything they hear. Welcome to Question Culture with Brian and Lornette. On each episode, Lornette and I discuss and question conventional wisdom about a topic we believe is important. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at QCulture. That's Q-U-E-C-U-L-T-U-R-E. There we share the links to the documentaries, articles, and books we reference on each episode. On today's episode, we'll be discussing freedom. How's it going, Lornette? Hey, Brian. Um, Lornette Vesel here. He, him, bad motherfucker. Um... You can check me out on Instagram or um, well, Twitter at Evolving Man LBV. You can also check me out on Facebook at Learned Vestal. Um, and also, uh, you can check out the Evolving Man Project where we brought, where I get into some of these topics that we discuss on Question Culture. And you can find the Question Culture podcast there. And last but not least, if you want some summer reading, uh, you can check out the um, sci-fi series by my wife, lovely wife and I. Uh, Eve and the Faders, and Aya and the Alphas. Uh, you can get that anywhere books are sold. Um, so check it out. All right. So I don't know about you, but I'm kind of in a good in a good mood. We had a I don't know some some kind of random good news. Uh, seems like a empty tube full of uh, some billionaires are gonna <laughs> sink to the bottom of the ocean with the rest of the turds. <laughs> so that was uh. That's exciting to see. All we had to do was lure lure billionaires into submarines, I guess. Yeah, and and, and I support the orcas um, in their in their in their nonstop attacks on the billionaire yachts and and uh, attack their submarines, and even a shark attack uh, a Netflix crew. So the ocean is fighting back after uh, hundreds of years of using the ocean as our trash can. <laughs> and I'm down for it because. I don't know about you, but I the the effects of global warming are becoming more and more apparent. I mean, I don't know if it's gotten bad by you, but like in Canada with all the forest fires, the air quality, like I would say the last two, three weeks here in the Chicagoland area, it's just there's been like a permanent haze over the city. Like we've had pretty clear skies, but it's just like always looks hazy. Not as bad as how New York was uh, last week, but that and it's just like unseasonably hot and dry and shit so glad the oceans are fighting back a little bit hopefully uh humanity <laughs> will start to uh learn its lesson earlier than i than i think it, it probably will yeah yeah i mean i was just reflecting on on this um before we started the podcast i was talking about the 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 height of the pandemic when they hit the lockdowns and nature was low-key healing itself and humanity just was took a time to just sit the fuck down Obviously, it was because people were terrified and they're like, I don't want to die of COVID. And unfortunately, we did lose uh, a lot of people. So rest in peace to those folks. Uh, but for some fucking reason, Henry Kissinger is still alive and just turned 100. So COVID couldn't get rid of that that son of a bitch or fucking Donald Trump. <laughs> but, you know, ah, fuck. Why does evil just it just last long? Trump is going to be alive for another at least 20, 30 years, despite the fact that he's cheeseburgers and diet cokes and drinks diet cokes every day <laughs> and henry kissinger despite being 100 years old is still probably going to be 150 years old uh talking about we need to bomb this country or that country so ah. did you see he had like a he had like an interview recently and 
the interviewer in like a very nice way asked him about bombing Cambodia and uh his response was just like oh well all presidents bomb things so no big deal and it's like god damn this dude's so cartoonishly evil and he's getting to the point he like looks like a batman villain now like he fucking <laughs> looks like the penguin his like head is like all the way down in the middle of his chest <laughs> that's because he's like a thousand years old but like still evil as fuck i'm like why did the fucking right. evil never die i'm like god damn it oh fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't have prince we, you know we lost goddamn you know brandon lee at like 32 years old and that fucking henry kinsinger lives for fucking ever <laughs> it's not right, right now i know but um, with Fourth of July quickly approaching, uh, I thought it we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about something that gets mentioned at nauseum um in the public discourse in America, and that's this idea of freedom. Anyone grows up in America, you know, they just the land of the the you know, uh, you know, the home of the brave, land of the free, and it's just freedom, 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 just over and over again. Don't You're forget kind of just, freedom fries, Brian. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right right we're just never ending and i don't think anyone i don't think we ever really question you know stop to question what that actually means and freedom to do what freedom for who um so that's what we want to discuss on this episode and um i don't know about you Lorna, but i kind of think i mean i looked up on my phone i just was like what you know what does you know my phone say the definition of freedom is and it says uh it's the power or right to act speak or think as one wants without hindrance and restraint and i think when people talk about like countries having freedom you know they're worried that you know freedom as opposed to living under a dictatorship or where every bit of your life is controlled and things like that but if we're really being critical and thinking about the term freedom and what it means, I think we got have to realize there's a lot of nuance um, to it and, and some depth to what it actually is. Um, so hopefully we'll, uh, you know, get into it a little bit in this episode. Yeah, and then you kind of, you know, the concept of freedom, because this idea, we talk about it a lot in the United States, freedom, freedom, you're in America, they don't have freedom in China, you got freedom here. And we'll get into it in, the sh- in, in later in the show to show that the United States is not even, according to all their own metrics of the West, not even the most you know free country. <laughs> it's like number fifteen or yep. sixteen. Um, so yeah, all you know, I know this might make some of the conservatives' heads explode because like America's the greatest, bestest, freest country in the history of God's green earth, according to them. But um, you're, it's not even according to your own metrics. But um. We all have freedom to a degree. Like there, we got to think about like free will, and you know, I'm free to like walk down the street and slap someone who is wearing a color I don't like. But there's gonna be consequences. They'll slap me back. I might go to jail for um, assault. Um, so, and for every action, is there is an equal and opposite reaction. So, yeah, the question is, do we truly have freedom or? Or even do we have free will? Like our, our whole decisions are shaped upon, you know, our childhood, our culture, our ethnicity, our religion. All these things shape who we are. So it's not like we're born into like a void and, and shaped in that void without any influences. So you can argue that, you know, true freedom in some sense doesn't really exist. So this is, we, we, we don't get philosophical too much on question culture, but I mean, I guess we do because our whole thing is question everything. So we're questioning the idea of freedom. <laughs> but I kind of, 
I've thought about that too. I mean, why don't we just talk about the philosophy of it with like free will? Like I, I, I used to kind of think like we do have free will and we don't. And I always kind of described it as like, you know, it's like riding on a train where you're, you're free to move about the cabin. So you have some agency as far as what you're going to do on the travel, but the train is on the tracks and it's heading in the direction that it is. And I kind of see that it almost made like if I had to put into words, I would almost say like free will is like an illusion because we feel like we have these agency, this agency, and we're making these decisions in the moment. But really, all the decisions we ever make, we're we're products of our environment. So our beliefs about the world, our physical attributes and capabilities, it's all based on the environment that we were born into and that we grew up in and everything. So yeah, I don't know. I kind of see free will as an illusion. Um, but that's not to say, I mean, but then on the, on the flip side of it, I guess that's not to say, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to fucking, you know, sit on the couch and do fucking nothing. Cause none of it matters. And you, you do have free will as far as to try and improve yourself and to better yourself and, and improve the things around you. You know, like I'm happy that revolutionaries of the past did what they did rather than just, I don't know, do what I do and go work for a payroll company or something. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and I think people who might listen to this podcast, we we have our hardcore listeners, so uh, shout out to you and uh, thanks for that. And uh, definitely write us a review. And for those who have, um, shout out to you all. But um, I, I always think about, you know, when you think about like freedom and, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with sitting on your ass and, you know, just, you know, chilling out and stuff like that. And, and you do have, you know, freedom to act. And I know that folks who are just like a, the America first crowd is like, if you don't like America, you can leave and all that stuff. And I think one of the things is is that Brian and I, you know, we're born and raised in the United States. Um, we are ch- children of the empire, um, like so many folks, even though we don't like to call the United States an empire. That's what we are. Or, you know, we can be a clandestine empire um, because we lie about it and, you know, convince the world that we're not. But we really are. But the thing is, look at the map. Look at the map of military bases around the world, and then try and tell us we're not an empire. Exactly. But the thing is, our critique of the United States is because we want to make it better. And any f- so-called free society, politically free society, you should be criticizing that society um, and pointing out the hypocrisies and contradictions in order to move it forward to make it better. Um, because we are always going to have reactionary forces who want to restrict freedom of certain people certain groups um and as we get more into this podcast we'll we'll, we'll discuss those things but I, I do think that questioning things hence the nature of our podcast is an act of, of, of freedom now do we have free will we have the laws of nature like you know i can't go fly off into space and even if i did i would need a space suit because if i went out there in a vacuum of space without anything I'd fucking freeze and boil at the same time and also get radiation poison. So, so yeah, yeah. The laws of nature like dictate how we navigate the world in our environment. Even when we go into alien environments, like the bottom of the ocean or outer space, we need equipment. So, yeah, technically like freedom. Yes, we have it, but it's always to a degree, like within the parameters of a giving the nature of society of our social um, selves, um, even even the self, like you know, you're free in your mind. But what is someone who has like a mental mental disease, or they have Alzheimer's, where their their mind is going? So 
you know, they might be able to free and move around the world and stuff like that, but they're not free in their mind because their mind is basically deteriorating or they're a prisoner in their own mind um, if they're in a coma or something like that. So you know, these, it's very philosophical, but we're going to move away from the philosophy and get into the tangible. <laughs> there's, um, there's some lyrics that I like that says, uh, nature is the only dictator I respect and obey. And it's true because we all have to live within the laws of nature. And I would argue a lot of the reason that humanity is having such problems now is because of our hubris and our arrogance to think that we're beyond nature when when nothing is we all have to live within it and we have to obey its laws and we have and the 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 more we resist it the more suffering we're going to cause for ourselves so the, yeah this you, you're you're free to do what you want but no matter what government or ideology or culture you have you'll have to live you know, we are living creatures that rely on other living creatures on this floating rock. So our freedom only goes as far as, as nature will allow. But that doesn't mean it's kind of interesting because I kind of feel like when you obey nature, you end up more happy. So it's not like a dictator, you know, a human dictator situation where when you obey, it leads to suffering. It's kind of the opposite. When you advance and learn you know expand your empathy and expand your connection with nature you actually become happier and even more free ironically <laughs> yeah i know like you you realize that connection and how everything is connected and maybe this is um lsd slash mushroom slash um lots of marijuana talk but um <laughs> it, it, it it is it's very true i'm not a religious person and, and someone asked me today posed a question on a call today um where do you get your spirituality? And I, I we, obviously, if you listen to our uh, our organized religion podcast, <laughs> you know that Brian and I are godless heathens who are dancing eternity <laughs> in hell. But um, in all seriousness, you know, people might ask, well, where if you don't have religion, i.e., Christianity, Judaism, or Islam, because those are the world's major religions, uh, or some other you know smaller religion sect, or, or you know pantheistic religion but i don't have any of those i'm an atheist and all it means is without theism so you're without theism you don't you're not anti-theist you're not you know you're just you know just like someone who be apolitical like they have no hard opinions about politics they're just apolitical it's just like something that they don't really concern themselves with where the same way i feel about religion but when i talk about spiritual connection or connection to something greater than myself it is actually being out in nature um on a backpacking trip or sleeping under the stars and you kind of realize that you're just a small tiny part but you are a part of it so it doesn't i know some people can think about that and like it makes me feel small like nothing and that's why i need the love of god you know and he watches over me when i masturbate <laughs> but in all reality um you know you you are as my boy neil degrasse tyson says we are in the universe and the universe is in us so i think i get my kind of connection there and in that way you know i am i am free of my own thoughts in my own mind uh to bring it back to the, the topic and i think that's a lot of people so if you get a sense of liberation from your religious or spiritual or you know beliefs in the universe or whatever that might be um that i think you can derive a sense of freedom from that but and kind of to connect the idea of like freedom and religion for me personally I found it very freeing leaving organized religion, realizing, you know, rather than that I'm the creation of this like heavenly daddy figure that, 
we create our own meaning in life. And, like, the universe is a scary, dark, cold void. But, like, we are the flames of our own existence. So we create meaning. We create purpose. And I found that very freeing because it's you can you're free to do, you know, as you want. You know, obviously not without consequences. But it's not like you're some, you know, subject that has to do as you're told. You're free to create whatever you you feel like creating at any given moment. Yeah, when I think about that, like, you know, you're, you're free to do whatever. Where do you get meaning from? And I think whether you're religious or not, the golden rule is definitely something that, you know, all, you know, folks, people can follow. Do unto others as others would do, do unto you. So, you know, as someone, you know, treats you with respect and dignity, you know, you get that respect and dignity back. You know, someone is attacking you in, in a violent way. I, I think you have a human right to defend yourself. I'm not, I'm not... I don't walk around the world saying that I'm a pacifist. I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of violence. Um, as someone who's a military veteran, I can, I can see war is the most extreme example of violence. And some horrible things happen. And regular people end up doing horrible things in, in the acts of war. So I'm, I'm not about that. But I, I do believe that people have a right to defend themselves. And, and the golden rule is kind of going around treating, you know, treating people Everybody with, you know, dignity and respect. And obviously, you know, if they come with you with disrespect, you know, you, you can don't no longer respect that person. But, you know, if they're not like attacking you violently or like, you know, causing you harm in some way, you can just, you know, leave that leave that individual alone. So I think those are rules that can live by whether you're religious or not. Um, the golden rule. So. Mm hmm. Well, all right. You want to shift a little bit away from religion and kind of get into politics. Um yeah, let's kind of look at the the history of um, the I the, well, kind of have how Americans visualize freedom because we're we're speaking from a very United States uh, perspective, and we have to kind of go into the history of um, our, our well, actually the founding of this this nation, um, which had a huge contradiction when they were like all men are created equal and life and liberty and pursuit of happiness and freedom for all. Um, it was a whole group of people who were enslaved. And also another group of people where they stole the land from and and put them on reservations uh, after they took their land. <laughs> and a whole group of people with the sexual orientation that wasn't part of the ruling group, so they were kicked out. Yeah, you had... Yeah, you had a group of part of the wrong gender, wrong, you know, you had to be straight, couldn't be, you know, trans or, or, or queer and writing the Constitution. Even though some of those, those men might have been, you know, um, not straight. Um, they couldn't openly be not straight in that in that time period. And damn sure, there are no women who signed the Constitution, and let alone any people of color. <laughs> and and then white males who didn't own property. So, so really, it was it was freedom for all. And then, but that excludes ninety percent of the all. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and and the crazy right. thing is the ideal of our of how the United States government and how we work um, did not come from. You know, it was Enlightenment ideas from the French Revolution and, and what was going on in Europe at that time. But we were really directly influenced by the indigenous peoples of this nation. So you had the Iroquois Confederacy uh, founded by the great peacemaker in uh, 1142 A.D. Um, is the oldest living participatory, participatory, participatory doc, de democracy on Earth. And in 1988, the U.S. Senate paid tribute with a resolution that said the confederacy of the original 13 colonies into one republic was influenced by the political system developed by the Iroquois confederacy has 
were many of the democratic principles which were incorporated into the Constitution itself. <laughs> so the idea of freedom and democracy, you know, it's coming from uh, indigenous folks. Well, that's what's so annoying when you have, you know, propagandists and people who want to make America out to be something that it's not. And they always talk about, like, the founding fathers and the Constitution, like this was some... Oh my God! They did something that had never the world had never seen before, and this was, you know, absolutely like the founding fathers were amazing heroes who just did this brand new thing. And it's like, but when you look into like the language of it, like you said, it was based off it was based off so many things that had already happened. It was based off, you know, like you said, the Iroquois Confederacy of Nations, the English Bill of Rights, writings from the Enlightenment were mixed in there, and it even goes back to like the Magna Carta. Which, like, I can't even remember how far, but that was, like, pre, you know, that was, like, way back in time, like, early teens, <laughs> century-wise. And so it's, like, it's just, you know, it wasn't, the Founding Fathers didn't, they, they like, accumulated it all into a, a new, you know, doctrine. But it wasn't something that they just, like, you know, pulled out of their ass that, like, came out of nowhere. It was because, you know, it was kind of this interesting situation, too, where, the merchant class that our founding fathers were a part of were starting to become the new empire, but they still had to topple the king. So they did have, in their way, they, they did have a very revolutionary, they were very interested in revolutionary language and literature because they felt oppressed because they wanted to be the rulers rather than the king, you know? Yeah. So they, they did have very revolutionary language, but really after the country was formed, you realize that their revolution only applied to their class, nobody else. Exactly. And and that continues to this day. I always think about that when I see politicians on TV, you know, besides when they're just straight up lying. They always talk, they'll do it with deregulation a lot, where they'll always be, oh, deregulation's hurting us, deregulation's hurting us. By us, they don't mean you, the American people. They mean their people, their class, where they don't want regulation because they're billionaires, multimillionaires, their friends are, that's who's funding them. So they want deregulation. Deregulation would help working, or regulation would help working class people, but it hurts them. So politicians always refer to this kind of, you know, freedom for the people when really they just have themselves and their people in mind, not the average, you know, American citizen. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Um, you know, there's this, this um, freedom that they talk about, the free market invited and guided by the invisible hand. And it, it works like a, a magic unicorn chasing the rainbow um, out of its ass. Um, the free market has never been free. It's always been manipulated. And all you got to do is listen to our debt episode and, and a, in our episode about capitalism. And we talk about the mechanisms that manifest and guide the free market. It's not free at all. And it's manipulated. And it's always manipulated in the favor of the rich for some damn reason. If the market is so free, <laughs> why do these corporations always get a bailout when... They fuck up the economy, but everyday people who are suffering from that economic recession are told, get off your lazy ass and get a job, even though those jobs don't exist anymore because the economy is in a free fall. But I digress. I mean, you got to think about, too, like freedom for who to do what. Like, I know this is going to be so horrible to Americans, but in like a lot of, you know, Soviet literature and shit, they talk about like should should, you know, 
should slave owners be be free to have as many slaves as they want? Uh-huh. Should corporations be free to you know corporations just freely pl- you know plunging the earth and all its resources and destroying nature? That's a freedom. So if you're trying to rein in a corporation with let's say some regulation, they could accurately argue, oh, you're trying to take away my freedom. Well, the Supreme Court made that made corporations people legally, even though they're, I mean, like an individual corporation has the same rights as an individual person, which is ridiculous because all a corporation is an idea. It's not a actual living thing, but you know, it has the same rights. So of course those corporations have freedom to use the U S military and police to expand their corporate agenda and extract resources um, and exploit workers. And then those uppers re- workers rebel, those corporations have the freedom to, you know, spend all their money to hire military forces and police forces to um, crush those workers' um, rebellions. <laughs> this is kind of a sidebar, though, but uh, speaking of corporations being treated as people by the Supreme Court, there's a really scary Kate thing happening, law in Delaware right now, where the House is voting on. It's like in a certain county, they're going to be deciding if if the businesses in the area can start um, like be participating in the elections and voting and, and stuff. And they were like doing the math and it's like these businesses in the area would have more say voting wise than the people. So it's like literally we're going down the like complete totalitarian, like corporate control of our country. But anyway, is it already there, Brian? <laughs> what? And the corporate control is seems like it's pretty much. And yeah, yeah, yeah. After the, the pillar gas, the fucking you know the um the yeah, the the, yeah. the um uh the the Supreme Court. No, I'm forgetting the goddamn case uh, that just recently Citizens United case uh, where where money is and free speech are the same thing. Oh, there you go. There goes another thing. Free speech. Uh, well, if you have mm-hmm. enough money, yep. you in your company or a group of individuals with a lot of money, that's your freedom right there. So you know, if you have more money than other people which is like the, the poor and working class and the middle class people, if you're a billionaire or a multi-billionaire and a bunch of billionaires get together, you have way more freedom than those those middle class and working class people and poor people, according to the Supreme Court. Yeah, and that's what's... <laughs> I, I remember that first kind of... The idea of like freedom of speech, I guess... I remember in college, there was some protests. And remember, you could only hold protests in the village commons and you had to get a permit and i remember at the time being like oh like we have freedom of speech but like you can't fucking like you got to get a permit and it can only be done in this one place and if you do it somewhere else the police are gonna like attack you and arrest you like what kind of freedom of speech is that and it's bullshit and as someone who who protested in the village commons and we decided to take our protest to the streets and, and and then we you know I had the cops you know try to rile up on us when we uh, went to a recruiting station and tried to um, try to register a senior citizen since <laughs> they were looking for people to fight um, butchers wars um, and then the newspaper the local the local newspaper was the one who um, criticized us the Northern Star you remember that yeah well I remember the Northern Star <laughs> yeah yeah but they were like protest shut down by police. Why am I not surprised? And I'm just like, so that's <laughs> the, media, the media, the media siding with the establishment instead of the people. Whoa, yeah, what and a, then, what a and concept. Then, oh yeah, so like, there's your freedom right there. You have a free speech zone. Yeah, that that's what's always and which is stupid. 
that's the other thing is like you it becomes very if you ever try and change anything in this country or protest anything it becomes very clear to you that you're we're only we only the working class only has the freedom to do what business will allow if you go against business interests you have absolutely no freedom whatsoever the police will jail you they will they'll kill you like as you know if you get too good at, at at trying to change the system you know look at the black panthers or martin luther king or malcolm x um it, you you only have it's kind of like how we were talking about the, the the you know the freedom to exist within nature and you had to abide by nature's laws the the idea of freedom in america is really just a myth you only have the freedom to operate within the parameters set by business and set by the laws of capitalism exactly if, if you got to fucking get a permit for your protest it's not a protest it's a fucking parade right and they argue that this is to keep people safe and keep the order, but it's really to like shut people up and like, all right, we got to give them some type of, you know, release and we'll give them this little bit. And like, they're restricting you. So I'm like, we should be able to fucking protest however we see fit. And, and it shouldn't be like, you need a permit. So that's absolute bullshit. And then we want to talk about like, kind of talk about this idea of freedom. And when we talk about Americans, United people in the United States, U.S. citizens talk about freedom. We always love to be like, well, they don't have freedom in Cuba or China or this country or this country and this country. And first off, most of those Americans who claim that have never fucking left the United States. <laughs> yes. And and most of in North in America, the Americas are more than just the United States. It's like Canada, it's Central America, it's Latin America, it's South America. Lots of countries there. And those folks would be like, well, we're Americans too. <laughs> because we live in the Americas. Um but the idea that the United States is the freest country on earth, we have a prison population that's equal to China. Now, the difference between China and the United States is about, I don't know, six or seven billion people. Yeah, we have, yeah, proportionate. So America is 4% of the world population, but 25% of the prison population. So one, one out of four people who are in chains in the world are on American soil. So how the fuck can you claim you're the freest nation, you know, the freest nation in the history of the world when you have the biggest fucking prison population? It doesn't make any sense. And that's what's so frustrating, too, is like when you talk about when I hear especially like conservative propagandists, they talk about all these horrific things that happen in other countries. But I'm like, that happens in the United States. Like we don't have the the. um. Our, our media isn't controlled by the state, but corporations control the state and the media. So it really is one, you know, corporate controlled entity. It is one government, if you want to, you know, use that word for it. Um, yeah, and then they talk about, you know, oh, the, you know, the suppression of political descendants. Well, read one fucking American history book. I mean, you know, listen to our history podcasts and clearly working class people's freedom is being suppressed in this country. So it's just hilarious to me when when people try and and not to say, you know, of course, all countries around the world all have their problems and are, you know, the working class people are trying to strive for more freedom against their oppressor. But to act like we're some, sh you know, shiny city on the hill where these things don't exist is just a complete lie. And, you know, I don't. Brian, we are the freest country on earth. The fact that you can get on this <laughs> podcast and voice your opinion. All right. Now, if we get big and like a million people start listening to us and we got Joe Rogan numbers, I'm sure the CIA and FBI will start tapping our phones and shit like that. 
because you can just you know read history and learn about Dr. King and Malcolm X, or you can re- look at recent history and see how the, the police and agencies infiltrated the Black Lives Matter movement uh, to like you know de- decentralize that because God forget God for forbid the people coming together and express their First Amendment rights of addressing a grievance with the government. We have state agents, i.e. the police, murdering citizens left and right when they should not be murdering citizens because they are not judge, jury, and executioner. So this shit we criticize other countries for, for being despotic and authoritarian, we're doing it in our own country. And we did at the beginning of this country's inception, like with slavery, as I mentioned. And what's so funny is talking about nations of freedom. So there's this thing that the Cato Institution does um, and, and other organizations get together and they look at the Human Freedom Index and they rate the countries. And you would think if the United States is the freest, bestest, greatest country God ever gave man, according to um, my man on Fox News, what's his name? Sean Hannity, because he loves to say that. He's free. But he's, he's free because he's rich and he's a rich white guy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, he's a landowner, basically. He's like the founding father. So, of course, America's the greatest place for him, but talk to a, you know, a, a disabled trans woman who happens to be Muslim. Not much freedom for them. But the countries that took the top 10 places in order, as far as the Human Freedom Index, Switzerland, New Zealand, Denmark, Estonia, Ireland, Canada, and Finland, Australia, Sweden, and Luxembourg. So what country is missing from that? that that's the freest country. What, what, <laughs> what's missing? So let's, let's go. Let's break it down a little more. United Kingdom rates number 14, the mother country. Japan, Germany, and United States are tied at 15. Taiwan, 19. Chile, 28. Hong Kong, 30. South Korea, 31. France, 34. The, the French Revolution, <laughs> 34. Argentina, 40, uh, 74. South Africa, 77. Brazil, 78. I call Brazil the United States of Latin America. Mexico, 93. India, 119. Nigeria, 123. Russia, 127. Turkey, one, uh, 139. China, 150. Saudi Arabia, 155. Iran, 160. Venezuela, 164. And Syria, 165. And don't get it twisted. Most of these countries are at the bottom because U.S. foreign policy and European foreign policy fuck with these countries to put in dictators that would fucking do our corporations bidding. I mean, our government's bidding. I mean, our corporations bidding. Well, that's what I thought was funny about that list, because I found that as well, because I remember hearing about that Freedom Index a while ago, so I looked it up for this episode, and it is by the Cato Institute, and if you look into that, that is a crazy right-wing libertarian organization who basically equates freedom to, like, business prosperity. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... So, but that's well, the funny thing is, even by, but, but I like that you brought but it even up. By their, but even by their, their standards. Yes, even by their, even standards. By their own standards. United States are, isn't the freest. Yes. That's the funny, that's what that, so I'm not, I'm not saying that this is gospel. I'm just saying this is by the standards of Western ideology and, and how we think about right. the United States as freedom. And even according to their own metrics, we're still not the freest. <laughs> Right. Well, and, then, and, <laughs> and that's what's funny, too, is so like the countries, you know, they put at the bottom, like they don't have freedom because the government, you know, controls business and stuff. So that, you know, they have like China and Cuba and stuff and Venezuela at the bottom of the list. But like even in those countries, I don't think people think about like the freedom from par- propaganda and being influenced by rich people. So like, in, for example, in Cuba, there's no there are no advertisements. There are no billboards in Cuba. 
for like you know private most the united states is the only country in the world i'm pretty sure maybe the united states and one other country where pharmaceuticals can do um commercials and things like that the united states is the only country so we as american citizens are bombarded by propaganda nonstop every day and so do you really have freedom if you're constantly being manipulated? That doesn't exactly. sound like freedom to me. And, so, and some of the times, like these, watching these commercials, many of them are really stupid, and many of them are like, why do you need a commercial for toilet tissue? This shit sells itself, literally. Like, mm-hmm. it's in It's like having like a beer commercial. People are gonna drink beer, and beer never needed a like. You gotta buy Bud Light. That's the beer you gotta get. And it's like, well, first off, you know, I know the conservatives hate Bud Light because like. They like are celebrating pride and had a transgendered spokesperson. And there's nothing wrong with a trans spokesperson. Uh, by all means, hey, trans people want to drink shit beer, just like the straight people and, 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 and cis people. By all fucking means, drink shit beer. Yeah, you, you can go ahead and do that. But at the end of the day, like, you can't watch a TV show or go drive down the fucking street without being advertised to buy some shit or play the radio without somebody buying and if you want to get away from that you have to pay extra to get ad free shit remember when google don't remember when youtube was fucking ad free before google bought it the glorious days of youtube yes oh my god that was the best <laughs> and now you like there's and, and then they, they got worse and worse like they used to like show videos before the commercial like one advertisement then they would show a video a couple of videos after before that before your video and now they if your video is longer than five minutes they fucking pop an advertisement in there. And you're like, fuck. I just want to watch a fucking a conspiracy theory about like, you know, 9-11 being an inside job. I don't need these advertisements about Macy's. That's what that's what's funny is I'll be watching so many like, you know, anti-capitalist videos on YouTube. And then like a commercial will pop up for some Chips Ahoy or some shit. And it's just like the contrast is so hilarious. But oh, you know what's even at, more fucked at- up about that, Ryan, before you before you get to your next point? When the Ukraine war started, the Ukraine-Russian war started on on YouTube. When I was watching like uh, Democracy Now and a couple other things on YouTube, they were fucking advertising like get a Eastern European slash Ukrainian wife site on on my fucking on my YouTube. I'm like, what the fuck? Get to, get a nice Ukrainian girl, you know, bring her to your home and she'll be your wife and cook with. Like they're selling like human slavery to me. What the fuck? Sex slaves. What the fuck is going on? YouTube? Isn't that oh my god that that isn't that the most capitalist thing ever? Hey, this war is gonna start. How can we profit off it? I know. Start a sex trade. Like oh my god. Yeah. What so, the fuck? It was what so a dystopian sick. nightmare. And I showed Bernita one of the commercials because she didn't believe me, and she's like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Yep." But I well, I've also noticed the, this like propaganda extension. Like, look at sports. For one, nowadays when you go to a, a live sporting event like football, basketball, or something. They'll call timeouts for the game. It's not that a coach or player called timeout. It's just a timeout for commercials for TV. That didn't used to happen back in the day. Also, with, like, basketball as an example, like, growing up watching Michael Jordan, there were, like, commercials, but that was it. Now there's advertisements all over the court. There's advertisements all over. You know, they added them to their jerseys now and everything. So it's, like, every square inch of our visual you know existence has to be covered it's in like why do we need the super bowl bought to us by snickers or some shit like that right or wrestlemania right, exactly. like 39 bought to you by fucking you know um, um general dynamics <laughs> like what the fuck like when people know who your company is like we don't like they gotta advertise it 
I mean, they need to fucking put some advertisements on the fucking politicians so you know, to know what corporate <laughs> right. asshole owns them. So, like, put fucking, you know, hollow burden on the head of fucking Dick Cheney and goddamn fucking um, yeah. Joe Biden, George who was Bush. like, you know, yeah. George Bush. Joe Biden was cheerleading the Iraq war. I'm pretty sure he has some fucking investments in hollow burden, just like he is giving Ukraine all this money to continue this war instead of doing peace talks because I'm pretty sure him and his family are heavily invested in defense industries. I mean, you know, and Ro Khanna, you know, this great progressive is like, we shouldn't be criticizing members of the house for insider trading. <laughs> That's my wife's hustle, my man. <laughs> what the fuck? The laws don't apply to us. We're rich. We're the powerful. <laughs> I am grateful too that I've learned enough, like, so kind of another unrelated thing. So I went and saw the new Flash movie this weekend because, you know, sometimes I'm a moron too and go consume, you know, mindless product uh, just to take a break from it all. But so I went and saw the movie and I was thinking about there was this scene, spoiler alert, the the entire movie, the entire movie, the entire story takes all uh, place in America. The whole thing's in America. No other country. It has nothing to do with international affairs or anything. But there's this part in the movie where they have to go rescue Supergirl. And guess who's holding Supergirl against the will? Russia. Let me guess. That's the, 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 the Russians. Yeah, right. The Russians. Right. Exactly. The Russian. That's the that's the only part of the movie Russia had nothing to do with me ever. It's just oh, America would never put Supergirl in prison, it, even though we have the biggest prison about it. It has to be Russia. And I was just like, you know, when I saw that scene, I just shake my head. I'm like, oh my god, the propaganda in this country is so pervasive. It just seeps into everything we do and how can we claim to have freedom when we're just constantly you know and you know it it, it has to have effect on you you know even with all the you know reading and, and learning you can possibly do it'll still have an effect on you just being bombarded you know just turning you into a good consumer and thing without you realizing it so it's just it's just you know maybe maybe freedom and propaganda kind of go hand in hand you know our two episodes because they really impact each other a lot Oh, yeah. And then, you know, there's this whole thing about, you know, we, in the United States, we talk about freedom and liberty. And the thing is, how are you free when you have to pay for fucking everything? Like, I think it's absolutely criminal and insane. Water is a vital to essential to life. All life on Earth. There might be life forms, other planets and other parts of the universe that don't need water, but carbon-based life forms on the planet Earth, from humans down to ants down to fucking um, bacteria. All living things require water. And we fucking charge people for water. And we put it in bottles and sell it in stores. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, that should be available to all living things, no matter, it's essential. Like, it's fucking falls from the sky. And there is places in this country, Brian, don't you know, isn't the parts of Illinois, because I know it's parts of Georgia, where there's illegal to collect rainwater. Yep. Fucking water coming out the sky. It's fucking free. It's it's water. It's essential to life. And it's kind of, it falls out the fucking sky. And now I would say if you collect rainwater, definitely filter that shit because we're polluting the shit out of fucking Mother Earth. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's... What the fuck? Or if you're so free, try to go move somewhere in this country without any fucking money. That's the ironic part is all these conservative propagandists who, you know, are constantly telling us we're the freest country in the world. Anytime you try and they, you know, we're so free. But then anytime you try and make something, quote unquote, free that all the other countries have, they're against it. So, so you know, free health care. 
exactly. Free health care. Socialism. Um, you know, free, free, yeah, free school lunch. Socialism. You know? <laughs> right. So it's like, and, and these college, are things that other, communism. Yeah. Free. Co- <laughs> you know, Brian, I read right. an article this week in Newsweek of some electrician, which I thought was going to be, maybe he's a working class guy. Maybe he'll get to a good point. Cause like free, free college is bad for everybody. And his whole thing is like, it was like freedom to achieve or some shit. And that's why we shouldn't have free college because then it would make college like you should just, you know, work hard. And I worked hard and became a successful electrician so other people can. And it would be unfair to me if people got free college. And I was like, so the lie of going to college. And I, and I thought maybe he's like, look, we should have free college and free trade school. And we shouldn't just be promoting that everybody goes to college because college isn't for everybody. And that should be a choice that you, you want to go to college. But if you want to work in the trades, that should be free to you. But if you want to do something totally different and like be a farmer or some shit or like start your own business or, or like whatever, start your own small business or like, you know, just travel the world. If you got a little money for mom and dad, then fucking be free to do that. But no, it's like we have to talk about, you know, freedom of like, it was like freedom of like, freedom of choice or something i'm like that's your argument like for against free college this is ridiculous and stupid so i'm like i, I thought it was gonna be like a good point and i was like and they published this in newsweek a, a national media publication so i'm like wow so this is bullshit <laughs> if i had to listen to something like that my eyes probably would have rolled through my skull oh um, i did when i was reading it. I'm like this is the dumbest shit ever but speaking of this freedom of choice, um, and I want to thank the OG George Carlin for ma- for making me think about this originally. I think he actually brought this up way back when he was on Bill Maher's show way back in the day. But he talks about the 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 freedom of meaningless choice. So we're we're always taught that's that's the great thing about capitalism, right? Is like as a consumer, you're you're free. To, to choose, you know, what you want to buy, where you want to work. You know, we've talked on the last episode at length about why the freedom of work to one is stupid. But George Carlin pointed out that we, we only have freedom of choice with meaningless shit. And it's to give us the illusion that we have this freedom of choice when we actually don't. And he points out, you know, important things, political parties, you have two choices. Uh, banks, you know, major banks, there's like three, four major banks, oil companies, there's like three, four oil companies. Yet, if you want, you know, Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors, you can buy shoes with lights in them. You know, there's, you know, um, you know, 32 different f- flavors of jelly beans and stuff. So, or, you know, you can go to all these damn fast food restaurants, you have a infinite number to choose from. And every last one of them has a chicken sandwich because uh, capitalism is so innovative. <laughs> right. Popeyes, you have a chicken sandwich? So will we. We're McDonald's, motherfucker. We're going to have chicken, too. We don't even do chicken, but we're doing chicken now. And they're like, well, fuck you. We're KFC. We do chicken, too. We're going to do a chicken sandwich where we don't even have fucking buns. Because that's innovative. We just have fucking cheese in the middle with two fucking chicken breasts. Fuck you. Was that KFC? That was KFC, right? That's KFC, the artery clogger. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's like fucking two <laughs> yeah. chicken breasts breaded and fried. With like fucking mayonnaise and, and cheese in the middle and all other shit. And it's like, wow, that's that's diabetes <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean, look, you can eat all the fast food you want to. I like look. Or if you're a vegan and you're like, I don't want to eat any fast food and you want to eat, you know, the healthy fast food, you go ahead, y'all oh, by all means. You know, fucking you gotta eat. But that's the choices that we're talking about. But when it comes to something major, like in a democracy, we're a democracy, we have freedom. When you tell people 
that you're not going to vote for one of the corporate controlled political parties, i.e. the Republicans, the Democrats. And if you vote for third party, that you're, you're basically, that's a throwaway vote. There's no other viable candidate. You got to go with Team Red or Team Blue. Even though Team Red and Team Blue are fucking controlled by the same corporations and they do their bidding of their Wall Street buddies. And it's not just at the, the level of the presidential politics or, or, or state politics. This is even down to the local level. Like, you can go listen to our Cop City episode where we talk about a local issue here in Atlanta that has national and international implications. But follow the money. Local politicians bought and paid for by companies and corporations, whether local companies or major corporations at all levels of government. But you have, but you know, every two years, go out there and vote. And everybody's like, you don't vote, you can't complain. You got to go vote. Freedom, freedom. We got to vote for the, got to vote for the good guy with the blue. Or, or vote for the bad guy with the red. I don't fucking know, but it's those are your choice. Two shitty political parties. It, it kind of reminds me of that Rage Against the Machine lyric. Uh, there is no other pill to take, so swallow the one that makes you ill. And that's kind of how it is with the, with all these shitty food and political part, all these shitty political parties. It's like you you have the parameters set, so you're you're free to poison yourself. But if you want to go outside of that, you don't have that freedom. I always exactly. think about that. When I'm like, you know, been out all night and I'm, you know, it's past midnight. So nothing's open except like, you know, McDonald's, Wendy's and Taco Bell, like food that's like barely probably not even fit for human consumption. And I always thought about like, why isn't there never a place open where you can actually get like fucking decent food at a, you know, at a late hour? And it's because in um, there is a place, Brian, it's called Waffle House. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> They're just in the south. You're in the north. You'll know about it. But they're magical yeah. places. Where the employees um, are are pro wrestlers slash UFC fighters slash Dude, fantastic cooks. Did you cooks see that video? That was crazy. That girl deserved a big raise. The one that like blocked that chair. That was such I a know. crazy video. That's a fucking I'm bad. I'm like fuck. Man, she's Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And she exists in Waffle House. So we should not speak ill of Waffle House. <laughs> oh yes, Waffle House. Because I forgot that bacon always tops the list of healthy foods. <laughs> Got breaking. Hash browns with a little bit of cigarette ash, you know. Fantastic <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, we, I actually wanted to ask you about this next one because um, we didn't talk about it when we were discussing doing this episode and this concept, but I saw it on a bumper sticker two days ago, so I wanted to ask you about it because I'm sure everyone listening has seen this bunker, bumper sticker before that freedom isn't free, and you see that all, you know, and... What do you think about that? Like, what do you think about that concept? That concept is fucking meaningless. Freedom isn't free. So it, what is it, it then? I, I was just, yeah, exactly. It I was makes, thinking about it. It makes no fucking sense. It's like pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. How can you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps? You fucking fall over if you pull up your bootstraps. Your bootstraps are only designed to put on your shoe, not to lift you up in the air. You're going to fucking float. <laughs> You're yeah. not a wizard. You're not fucking, you know, Doctor Fucking Strange. Like you're not gonna float by your boots. Like you got magical boots with the fucking like uh, things on it, like the fucking Adidas, the the god of flight or whatever Adidas meant. But you know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. the thing. Yeah. You know, like the cold George yeah, you, know you know the thing. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, if, all right, if you take it at, like, face value, it's like, all right, that's stupid because freedom isn't free. It's like, yes, it is. That is the very de- definition. Freedom is freedom. Like, that is the exact definition of it. But what they're usually, you know, what they're getting at really is that 
this idea that like you know freedom a free society has to be protected with violence you know oh, it's, kind of, it's, 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 it's military it's, propaganda rolled into that like if, if, yes, if we didn't yes. have the military if we didn't have those 800 bases all across the globe um you wouldn't be free to you know they'll say we'll have we'll have a conservative they'll be like well brian learned it if you didn't have the military to protect you you wouldn't be free to complain in your socialist podcast first off i would say that conservative has a, 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 a military veteran you can kiss my black ass second off um those we are not fighting wars for people's freedom we're fighting wars for fucking hollow burden fucking general dynamics fucking verizon wireless shell oil bp oil fucking chevron oil we're not fighting for fucking little susie to go to her fourth of july play and wave a flag no we're fighting for the fucking people who make the bombs and shit like that in wall street we're fighting for fucking corporate shareholders that's the those are people with the real freedom because they their money is their freedom they can do whatever they fuck they control the fucking government they can do what they fucking want to that, that's what i thought is like it's 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 you're you're right. It's military propaganda that's perpetrating this myth that freedom has to be cont- protected from this foreign enemy, this mysterious foreign enemy that's always out to get us. You know that happened after nine eleven. Like they hate us because of our freedom. When you know Osama bin Laden very detailed why he did nine eleven, and it had nothing to do with the freedom of the United States. Oh, yeah, he wasn't like you know, watching it had, like it had to you do know, with our foreign policy. like she's not the father. This is the great. Why don't we have this in Afghanistan? They have porno. Like, we don't fucking have this in Afghanistan. We need to have it. I hate that freedom. They got fucking 31 flavors at Baskin-Robbins, and they have a fucking stuffed crust pizza. We must blow them up. They have freedom. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then when you think about it, at the end of the day, freedom in this country, like we said earlier, is just a freedom to consume, freedom to buy shit. But if you don't have any money, you can't even buy that the useless shit that we get sold every day. And capitalism can't even do capitalism right because... They just want a complete and utterly desperate working class, middle class, forcing you to buy their useless shit, but they don't pay you any money to buy their useless shit. That's the funny part about it. Like, like if you want a good capitalist society, pay your workers living fair wages so they can go out there and buy your useless shit. But it's like, nope, we're going to pay them slave wages. Fuck it. Well, and that's what I was thinking is because I'm like, all right, how do I explain to someone like who believes this, that, you know, this this myth about military and the, the way I see it when people because there are situations, you know, like in Cuba with Castro and Che Guevara, I consider that they were they really were fighting for freedom because they lived under a dictator. And that has happened throughout the history of the world. And what I've noticed is when people are actually fighting for freedom, it's against their own internal Enemies. Exactly. It's internal, not external. They are fighting against their the dictator in their country, the ruling class in their country. That's actually fighting for freedom. If you're on another man's soil who did nothing to you, you're not protecting freedom at that point. You're you're actually reducing it for somebody else. But exactly. so that's you're kind protecting of a good way to... the, the, the free market, which is not free at all. You're you're fighting right. for Wall Street. You're giving them freedom to exploit other countries and resources. Um and even in this country. Like the, the Black Power Movement, the, the Women's Rights Movement, uh, we're in Pride Month, um, Stonewall, that, the first Pride event was a fucking riot. Um, so, and those are, you know, LGBTQ people fighting for their right to just exist freely in this world and move about freely and not hide who they are. Um, black people, you know, same thing when the, when the Civil Rights Movement, you know, we, and, and the end of slavery, the, the, the abolitionist movement was to fucking, for black people would not be sold 
has fucking chattel slaves. It's basically, it's fucking human cargo and property uh, owned by slave masters. And the slave master can do whatever they wanted to to those black slaves and without consequences. And it wasn't like, hey, you know, I know the liberals at that time was like, we should make laws where we treat the slaves nicer, which they did. Like Brian, on the books in Louisiana, during slavery, they had laws on the books like that forced the slave owners to treat their slaves nicer. <laughs> and, still, and I'm sure if someone was in the room like, maybe we should just free them from slavery because it's wrong and that would be the nicest thing to do. Oh, fuck no. We're just going to make, we're going to make laws to make them, they have to treat their slaves nicer. You can't, you only can whip them once a week instead of like every day. See? Incremental change. And I know the liberals at the time, that's pragmatism and incremental change since they love to say those two words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if laws had to be made about it, you know, some crazy horrific fucking shit, you know, preceded those laws. To actually call the true freedom fighter, Malcolm X, um, you know, don't stick a knife in my back and pull it out six inches and tell me, you know, about progress because there's still a fucking knife in my back. The, the whole ideal of true revolution and freedom is to remove the knife, seal up the wound and repair the wound and let it heal. So that's what he was. They were fighting against like white supremacy and racism in our own country. You know, like like Cassius Clay, or AKA Muhammad Ali said during um, his protest of not going being in part of the draft when he lost his world heavyweight title because he was stripped of it. He was like, no Viet Cong has ever called him a nigga. He grew up in Kentucky in the 1940s. It wasn't a Vietnamese calling him nigga. It was fucking racist white people and the authorities. Um, was that uh? Oh, what was his name? The the singer guy, the guy who we wanted to do an episode on, who there was like he did a bunch of crazy cool shit. Uh, he, what was his fucking name? Uh, but anyway, black dude went to the Soviet Union. Oh, you're talking about Paul Robeson. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talked about how like he felt more free there than he ever did in fucking the United States. Cause in the United States, he's got to worry everywhere he goes. He has to worry about what he's doing, about possibly getting lynched and shit, you know? So it's yet at the time it was, Oh my God, America's so free in the Soviet unions, the worst fucking, you know, dictatorship to ever, you know, face the earth. So it's crazy propaganda, but kind of on the flip side of that, I got, cause you know, we, we always talk about solutions in the podcast and in this one, I kind of want people to think like when we think of freedom, what does that mean for everyone listening to this podcast? You know, us, the general population, the working class. And I kind of think there's, there's two aspects. There's the freedom of expression that we all want. So, you know, be free to say what you want, express your sexuality, how you want, you know, wear what clothes you want, all that kind of freedom. Uh, kind of sidebar another thing your freedom of expression is limited under business like when you go to work you got to wear the same fucking tie and stupid fucking suit that everyone else wears um but so you have the freedom of expression to be who you are but then i think what people kind of miss is the freedom of access to resources and things that you need so I kind of bring this up too when people talk about property and ownership. When I talk about a more egalitarian society that shares everything, people are automatically like, well, what do you mean? You don't have your own house, your own car, like you need your own stuff. And it's not that you need to own your own stuff. It's that you need to have access to it when you need it. So when you want to go somewhere, you want to have a vehicle, you want to have access to a vehicle that can get you there. When you, when you need to, play an instrument you want to have act or create art in some way you want to have access to the tools that allow you to do that when you are building something you want to have access to the tools that you need to build whatever you want to do. so 
it's not that you need this ownership. It's need that you need to have access to resources when you need them. And that's very possible. I'm very sick of like capitalists claiming that like that only exists like especially when a lot of times I'm going to capitalism workers don't have access to that kind of stuff. Exactly. It, it's like it was a great um, tagging. I saw someone tagged this. There was like there were no homeless people on this land before 1492. And there's another um, they quote a, a Native American shaman who uh, asked, you know, they were talking about the different societies, like how the West lives and they were clashing cultures versus his society. He's like, yeah, when someone needed a place to live, we built them a place to live. If someone was cold and needed a blanket, we just gave them a blanket. It wasn't like, you got to go earn it and fucking work for it. And as we, as we learned with our uh, Nathan uh, schizophrenic reads, uh, Nathan, um, that great guest we had, he talked about like not being able to physically go to work because of his mental illness and, and, and basically relying on um, government benefits, which I, I think is a good thing. I know that we just killed a whole bunch of government benefits because uh because um of the new debt ceiling you know it's always like we gotta we can't we're gonna spend all this money anymore you know well we keep getting the ukraine money for war but like you know giving people fucking unemployment insurance and fucking medicaid you know that's socialism so we gotta cut that because there's lazy moochers but some people physically can't work and those are not disposable people they're still valuable they're still human beings they still are you know can contribute to society they just can't contribute to society the way capitalism say so they're worthless so it's absolute bullshit um so what do actual freedom look like to me it's you know universal health care it's access to education if you are a parent you have access to to child care um you have access to public transportation clean water clean air like people in poverty you know environmental racism is real you have people people of color who live next to like horrible factories um look at flint michigan I mean, where I grew up on 132nd Indiana in Chicago, there's lots of factories in that area, water treatment plant in the area. Every fucking summer, the air would smell like fucking sewage. And who knows what the fucking shit I was breathing in? Because that's the shit I could smell. What about the stuff I couldn't smell? And there's even a chemical spill over there when we were chill, when I was a, a, a teenager. So who knows how that impacted my only myself, but people in my community and where we grew up because we were growing up to fucking next to toxic waste. And that's because that's where we could afford to live because we were poor. So I also think I think about freedom. too, yeah, and also the freedom from work. If you're, you know, it, and we talked about this on our Working in America episode, but if you're just working all night and day, like okay, you live in this free society where you have all the money in the world. You know, let's say you work all, you're a lawyer or something, and you work every all the fucking time, and but you have all the money in the world, and you have this free society where you can go buy whatever you want. But if you're fucking working all the time, then you're not really fucking free. You're tied to your desk. I think about that all the time when I have like a slow day at work, and I really should just be able to leave and just go do whatever I want because, but just to like keep up appearances, I got to like stay logged in and like, you know, look like I'm working. Um, so it's, you know, the freedom from work is a very important part of freedom. And I also think it's important to the freedom to socialize. I mean, humans by nature, we are primates. We are social creatures to our core and we're living in this society that's be isolating us more and more and more and we're becoming more and more isolated and that's really a huge restriction on your freedom on your freedom building relationships falling in love having strong social bonds like those are all things that'll enrich your life and by being isolated in this country like we are 
it is stripping your freedom because you are isolated. You know, by definition, that's not freedom. So it's, you know, there's all these kind of ways where it, it, it might not be like on the surface outright freedom, but it is, you know, freedom in, in its purest form. Yeah, and, and another thing is, and you talked about earlier, this freedom of expression and freedom of a more open society. We're seeing an attack on, you know, trans rights and uh, LGBTQ individuals. Uh, we see an attack on uh, reproductive rights and access to abortion. Um, and even just like Americans, we always talk about freedom, 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 but we love to conform. So I remember when you know, Jaden Smith uh, came out on stage in one of his performances when he was a teenager wearing like a dress and everybody was, oh, the whole internet was like, you're the guy, you're not supposed to wear a dress and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's a fucking piece of fabric. Who gives a shit? If, if grown men want to wear fucking dresses and, 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 and teenage boys, by all means. Just like it was controversy at one time for women to wear pants because they, they're not men. They're supposed to wear a dress. I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe they want to wear pants. Maybe dresses are fucking comfortable. You fucking, you know, we got men have like things hanging down there and like, you know, we want to air it out. But maybe women want to air it out. So that's why they like dresses. It doesn't matter. Fucking or, or non-binary people who might have, you know, neither one or both. Um, doesn't matter. Maybe they just fucking like it. Maybe it's comfortable. So why do you have to conform by the so-called biological gender that you appear as or, or you're born as or claim to be born as? Because, like, you know, the gender is a construct. Sex is, like, biology. But even there are inter, there's intersex people. And there's folks who don't have 23 chromosomes. They, maybe they have a few more chromosomes or a few left. So, like, biology is not even clearly black and white. It's many shades of gray. But, like, you're, we are conformed. So that's, like, a form of not freedom because you have to be a certain way. Um, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And at one time, like, men used to wear high heels. <laughs> like the founding fathers, those fucking slave masters, those fuckers were wearing high heels and stockings. And if a guy wore that today, like, oh, my God, he's you're just fucking not a man. It's like, well, whatever. The so-called founding fathers, these right-wing, you know, conservatives love so much. They're wearing wig, powdered wigs, and fucking stockings and high heels. There's a hilarious scene. They were fucking always, fabulous. There's a hilarious scene, and it's always sunny, where one of the characters brings in, like, an old government book. And and he shows them a picture and it's like two, you know, founding fathers dueling or whatever. And the other character's like, why are the two transsexuals shooting at each other? <laughs> <laughs> and it's true because like, yeah, like back in the day, it was men would, you know, during 1700s, men would, uh, men would wear high heels. And not just that, but like the color pink was for like male nobility. So, um... I saw some stupid article that grazed by my eyes where I guess someone's selling one of George Washington's old suits and it's all faded now, but it originally was pink. So you had this dude in a wig, in a pink outfit with high heels. And that's, that was, you know, at the time. He was fabulous, honey. He was fabulous. All right. (laughs) Work it, girl. Work it, George. Right. But then. (laughs) Flash forward 300 years into the early 90s when I remember in kindergarten or first grade, I was on a soccer team and the league gave uh, our team a pink jersey and that like made the newspapers, you know, like, oh, some parents upset that this boys team has pink jerseys, you know, so it's so funny and how stupid all this like cultural nonsense is and 
that's that's also the like the ultimate irony with people on the right like they just want america freedom freedom but then when people try to express themselves freely they have a fucking heart like, no not that it. way so yeah right do <laughs> right, we have free healthcare? Right. oh no not oh, well, fuck no that's socialism right. we, can't, we can't afford it I'm like maybe we shouldn't be spending all that money on the military well god damn we gotta be safe like, come on now we, we need to, but, but you're free so yeah it, it, it's like george carlin said a long time ago rest in peace um, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you. Exactly. So you have anything else you want to add before we get into quotes? Um, freedom isn't free, Brian. America. <laughs> okay. With quotes, I want to see what quote do you have? Cause I want to see if you do your favorite one that you're always repeating on the podcast. Um, uh, I, I don't know, but I have a Bill Hicks quote. Is that what you did? Okay, that's what I thought you were going to do. All right, yep, let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, well, um, Bill Hicks, the late great comedian, um, he says it's all about money, not freedom. Y'all okay? Nothing to do with fucking freedom. You think you're free? Try going somewhere without fucking money, okay? Yep. And, and it's right. You you, you have true. freedom. You, you'll be homeless, and the cops will arrest you for vagrancy, and you'll be thrown in jail. If all of you haven't seen, I would highly recommend going and watching. I think all of Bill Hicks' specials are on Netflix, maybe. They're definitely on some streaming service. I mean, he was big. His He was big in the 80s, so some of the references are dated, but a lot of the like overall messages are exactly spot on and still apply today. And, you know, I, I have George Carlin as my goat, but Bill Hicks died of cancer when he was like 35. And I feel like most of George Carlin's best stand-ups weren't until he was like in his 50s and stuff. So who knows how fucking awesome Bill Hicks, uh, you know, could have been. But definitely a, a, another comedian. Uh, back when comedians used to punch up and not punch down and have Elon Musk at their shows and shit. And shit. I know, because he's making so fun of trans sad. people. No, it yeah. really is. And like these new comedians, my wife and I talk about it all the time. Or like, like either they're punching down or they're complaining about getting canceled because their show is just like shitting on like trans people or poor people or like this group of people. And I can't say I can't be offensive anymore. And I cancel me. And like these people aren't canceled. They're still rich and they still get shows and they still have people like going to see their shit. Just like don't be an asshole. Isn't it? And be funny. It's like you're not even funny. And you're just an asshole. So no one's canceling like Dave Chappelle. Like he's he's still no one's shooting at him. Like you know it was canceled. Fucking JFK. They shot him in the head. <laughs> no one shot J.H. Bill in the head. Right. Well, Fox News is always that one, too. Like, oh, they're canceling everything. And it's like, you are the biggest, like, media propaganda network in the fucking country. Like, what are you talking about getting canceled? Yeah, we should, yeah, the, yeah, we should right. cancel Fox News. I'll be fucking... Right, yeah, I'll right. be thrilled. Oh, but they have so... Oh, believe me, I have. <laughs> oh, I have. But the thing is, Brian, it's so many... Not, it's the OAN network now. It's the new Fox News, so... You know, even if Fox News was to fade into obscurity, it'll just be replaced by you know the OEN network, just like fucking shitty ass CNN or fucking. And you know, like they hire somebody who's like, I'm gonna move CNN further to the right. Like it's already right. It's already right wing. So what the fuck? You know, make it more right wing. You're just making the Fox News light. Like oh fuck. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. That's already MSNBC anyway. So. <laughs> yep. All right, and uh, my quote. Um... <laughs> <laughs> will disqualify me from ever holding public office because uh, my quote's by Vladimir Lenin. Um, and he said, uh, freedom is a grand word, but under the banner of freedom for industry, the most predatory wars were waged. Under the banner of freedom of labor, the working people were robbed. Freedom in a capitalist society always remains about the same as it was in ancient Greek republics. 
freedom for slave owners. Damn straight. All right. So, um, Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love all our listeners. It's it's great to hear from you guys. Um, if you have any topics that you want to hear um, or just any questions, comments about the show, definitely let us know. If you want to learn more about any of these topics, follow us on Facebook and uh, Twitter at Q Culture, Q-U-E Culture. You can also check out uh, Lornette's blog, blog, The Evolving Man Project, um, where he talks about topics from the podcast and also some other awesome topics. Um, also he highlights some really cool, uh, revolutionary type people on there. So check that out. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please, you know, Larnette and I are not salesmen or marketers or advertisers, so we don't do much for the podcast. So any review, like, you know, share the podcast will really help us out. And, uh, I hope, you know, for this 4th of July, everyone gets some time, some freedom, some time off with their family and friends to enjoy it and, uh, maybe talk about what it is to be free. So uh, thanks, Lornette. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to question everything. Any views or opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to Brian and Lornette and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that Brian and Lornette may or may not be associated with in any professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.